Hey guys, uh, well it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, sat down and recorded. We took a little post-tour break there and... Uh, Did a few criteriums, made a little money. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, got to wear some silly hats on some podiums, that kind of thing. Drink beer with Sagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're back and uh, I haven't seen you guys all weekend. Uh, what, do you, what were you guys up to? A little bit of bike riding, a uh, nice. little bit of racing for T-Bone, and a right. l- little bit of uh, photo taking for myself. Don't forget road tripping with my family. Buddy. I did, yeah, a little road trip with the Myers family. It's pretty fun. Up right. to the Lambert Champs. I did the Crit Champs on Saturday, and then we drove home Saturday night, and then Bodie and I took a nice ride on Sunday. Uh, it was hot, and Bodie bonked, but uh, it was mm. a great ride. 10 out of 10 stars uh, for the ride creation, Bodie. Thanks for that review. Sure, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that, that sounds awesome, and, I'm, and we're going to hear some more about uh, that trip up to Mississippi a little bit later. Absolutely. We've got a whole segment on that coming. Nice. Yeah, I, I, rode, I went on the first like, longish ride uh, that I've done since uh, my bizarre gardening accident. And, uh, <laughs> bizarre gardening accident sounds like a band. Yeah. <laughs> Have you already made that joke? Uh, probably. Okay. All yeah. right. It actually comes from a band. It comes from Spinal Tap, if you've ever seen Fake that. band. If you've ever seen that rockumentary. But anyway, uh, yeah, oh, so wow. I... Uh, Mind blown. Okay. I did 50 miles with the... I did early miles and the group ride, and I bonked super hard. But I was riding my new bike. I was reading my new boon, and, uh, which I have christened rather awkwardly Tom Boon N plus one. Tom Boon N plus one. Oh, it's a little man. bit contrived. Yeah, yeah. but you, uh, uh, if any if any of our uh, listeners have a better name for my new bike, Tom uh, Boone N plus one. Yeah, Tom yeah. Boone N plus one. Yeah. I like so it. yeah, so I rode that, and then Sunday I did the uh, Dirt Church ride on the same bike, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And I got home to watch the last twenty k of the European Championships, and in third place on that race was Wout Van Aert, current cyclocross world champion. Yes. In second place in that race was Mathieu van der Poel, current Dutch and European cyclocross champion. And, and also world champion. Former world champion. Former. And current Dutch road champion. And current Dutch road champion. <laughs> and current Dutch mountain champion. He's got a lot of jerseys hanging in his trophy room. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, well, he needed them. It would look cold in Glasgow. <laughs> but anyway, and then in first place was Matteo Trentin, who was 2007 junior Italian cyclocross champion. Well, hey. Yeah. So I'm just going to put it out there. I rode my cross bike on the dirt on Sunday. It was a cyclocross podium in the European Championships. Cross is here. All right. Well, now that we are in cross is here time, although I still think it's it's coming. It's here. Okay. It's it's coming. <laughs> practices practices start this week. So practices, practices is here. Practices start this week. Um, but before we get to that, I want to welcome everybody to the Yay Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. Hey guys, this is the T Bone, and this is the Cheerio. Um, yeah. What, ep- what episode is this, Bodie? This, oh gosh, uh, episode 56. Wow. 
Um, we are now a Masters 55 plus yeah. aged. We've moved so up. We're going to get some uh, new medals next year, hopefully. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good bike stuff. You know, even though we're kind of feels like we're in the in between time, um, a lot of bike stuff happening this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So besides the Euro Road Champs, well, um, the, yeah. Should we talk a little bit about that? A tiny bit. Do we want to say anything more about it? I mean, I, I, I want I want to say this, and maybe this will get the conversation started. If you had told any of the three of us nine months ago. Mm. that, uh, or let's say a year ago, the beginning of last cyclocross season, that uh, Wout Van Aert would podium in a classic. Right. That Matthew Vanderpoel would be the Dutch road champion. And that Wout and, and Vanderpoel would both be on the podium in the Euro Road Champions, uh, Euro Road Championship. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anybody would have bought that. I don't think anybody. I think everybody would probably would have been a sell on that. I mean, it's just it's it's like too I much. I would have bought it. You'd have bought it. In yeah. in, in, in hindsight, you'd have bought it. Now that it's happened, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm you pretty thrown, sure. Would you put money on it, saying like, okay. Well, okay, no, but seriously, we've seen them do road races before. That would that was a hipster cyclocross dream a year ago, and yeah. and here it is. You know, all of us guys. I'm Put up with so many people, you know, calling cross such a fringe sport and, you know, hipster circle jerk and all that stuff that's right. been thrown around about it. Um, it's pretty, pretty rewarding to see some guys that we've really liked for a long time um, starting to show themselves in the road discipline. I, I just did, I thought it was amazing. Awesome. Obviously, those guys are, you know, yeah. super athletes. Wait, and, wait, I got to make note of that hipster circle jerk reference you just pulled out because that is a deep cut that's a deep to cut. someone throwing shade in 2013 about about our cyclocross practice i won't name who said that yeah but someone uh called oh. our practice the hipster cir- circle jerk a long time ago oh that sounds familiar um okay. anyway thought, yeah i thought that one had made it into the into the lexicon i didn't realize that was his that was a deep cut mm. deep cut anyway um well i guess what i was saying is that we've seen the writing on the wall that these two of those guys are phenomenal athletes and yeah. they have done road races before uh this this road season and we've seen them win so yes um probably wouldn't have called that they would have all those palmares uh this time this year but i think it would have been uh very believable and the right enough price i would have bought low yeah Mm -hmm. okay well it's i think it's definitely a sign of more to come isn't it i can't wait to see both of them at the holy week isn't that going to be awesome to see them going up the muir to that's see them great. on the cobbles, that's going to be... I'm excited to see them at the tour. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I'm less bothered about that. I don't Of think... California. Oh, God. And Utah. Super great. Also, also that one that's in France. Yeah. Okay. I think... Do you... Do you okay. I, I would really like to see them next year do Trobro Leon. That would be awesome to see them there. That that would be a pinnacle that of would be all hipster, things cool. That would be the hipster circle jerk wet dream of of yeah. everything, wouldn't it? Yeah, complete with like me, a drum circle and um <laughs> and fire pit. Okay, hang on. Drum circles aren't cool. So. That's not that's like yeah. that's hippie. That's not yeah, that's, that's not you hipster. You got that wrong. Hippie um, and hipster are two different things. Let me say this or let me ask you this. Let me posit this question. I don't know if we talked about this. Um buy or sell 
Matthew Vanderpool winning the Tour of France. Sell. Yeah, sell. Not I don't. I, I don't. I don't see either of those guys as as stage racers. No. Really, I, I I see them. I see them both as more classics guys and and big one day events. I'll I'll say this. I'm going to say Matthew Vanderpool wins Tour of Flanders within three years. I'm saying that now. Okay. If we still have a podcast in three years, so in three can come years back to that. will that be after the Olympics? What year is it right now? Yes. Yeah, so he'll yeah. be done the Olympics. He'll be done mountain biking. Okay. Yeah. I might. I might say four. I think that's a safer bet to buy on that. Um, but how, how about this one? Okay. Matthew Vanderpool or Wout Van Aert, who, if either, will ever be road world champion? Oh. That could be either of them. Yeah, I'd say both. That could be either. I can believe it. Speaking of road championships, they are coming up. The World World Road Championships are coming up. Yep. I hear that Sagan is going to the Vuelta in training for them. He's going to the Vuelta. Is it in training for the Road Worlds? This is what I hear from another podcast. I'm just recycling podcast gossip, but I think that I want our listeners to know this, and I want to discuss it with you guys. Do you think he can win a fourth? No. There's a thousand meters more climbing than the 2016 Rio Olympics, which Greg Van Evermet won. Right. So a thousand meters is a lot over that distance. It's like a three thousand feet, right? Right. Um, And is that longer? That's longer than the Olympic course, right? The Olympic course isn't as long. No, the Olympic course is really just over 100 k, I think. 100 miles, like 160 k. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, just over 100 miles. But this is like Road Worlds is usually like 250 k. Right. Yeah. I don't see it happening. So, thousand to one odds? Would you buy that? At those for a thousand odds? to one, of course. I'll put ten a, to one. I'll buy that for a dollar. Ten to one. <laughs> ten to one for yeah for five dollars down. Okay. Sure, why not? All right. So you think there's a chance? Okay. I cool. don't think. I don't cool. think. I'm saying there's a all chance. All right. All right. No, I'm in it. All right. <laughs> Who do you guys think's gonna win? Who's your picks to win the world champs mm-hmm. this year? Well, Bernal was my pick, but that's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah, he After, broke his face. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, oh, well, you're catching me off guard. This one isn't on our agenda. This is a real uh, wild card. You're throwing kind of going here. with the flow. I'm feeling yeah, the no, flow. I appreciate it. Not T.J. Van Garderen. No, okay. that I'm going to rule him out. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean T.J. You gotta love him. Got, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is Garrett Thomas is Garrett Thomas racing? That's a really good question, and I think he's a potential person for it certainly more than Froome would be yeah I think I think because he's more of that aggressive he's got that aggressive one day race thing in him uh he's kind of shown himself the classics really well because I think I think for the worlds you've got to be super aggressive right uh it's a one day thing and I don't think that's Froome's bag really but I think I think Thomas has a little bit of that in him potentially yeah I think why not uh I would also say one of the Yates brothers is also a potential for that race. How about know. Primoz Roglic? Is he racing? Uh, Look good I would the imagine tour. he would be. A hilly course? Him. Yeah, it would suit him. Great descender. Does it finish ascender. on a climb? or does it? Fin- I don't think so. No, I think it finishes in the town of Innsbruck. So I think, you know, it's that... It's a circuit race, so it's got hard climb. And then, so there's a lot of That's ascending Vegas, right? and descending, multiple laps... Innsbruck, Vegas? No. What? <laughs> I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. I actually, so my pick is going to be Sagan. I'm going to go long shot. 
Because mm. then when he wins, I'm going to just be so right. What about you, Townsend? We're going uh, early. This is we're going long here. Okay, so I'm gonna go. Uh, just give me two we people. We can revise this as we get closer. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm say yellow lotto, Stefan Kreuswig or Primos Roglic. Okay, oh, I would go Roglic of the two of those. Yellow okay. lotto is super hot right now. Definitely, definitely a lot of buy on that team. Mm. We'll get to that later. Well, um, hmm. Okay, what about it? What about oh, Kawasaki? You know, what? you know who I'm going? No, well, yes. Also, he he's done it before, and it certainly a course that would suit him. I'm going to say Lo Squalo. That's who I'm going. For. I don't know who that is. The shark. No. Val- oh, Valverde. Oh God. Nibali. <laughs> I'm going for Nibali. Why not? Okay. Yeah. Um, but he broke his back. Yeah, but he's going to be at the Vuelta. He's announced he's racing the Vuelta. Wow, these guys, like... Back it's is am- fine now. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Like, the things that they do and break their bodies and then they're racing, you yeah. know, break your collarbone, two weeks later, yeah, it's healed, it's fine. Well, okay, so speaking of breaking things, one week after the tour, well, the Saturday after the tour was uh, Classica San Sebastian, which uh, really is a classic. I think it's a, a it's a real classic race, and uh, you know, you could see it was interesting. The people who'd been resting, and then the people who were carrying their form through from the tour. Well, you know, no no surprises that uh, our boy Alaphilippe really was carrying his form through and shone in that race. Uh, and Balcomolima, you know, really kind of like obviously was doing pretty good after the tour and uh they were the one two it was that it was the two of them alone um pretty impressive but uh, yeah alaphilippe was uh was phenomenal horrible crash involving lander and bernal uh bernal yeah face plant full full facial right sort of a yeah bit of a uh like the old gummy bear from a few years back when he knocked all of his teeth out yeah, well, I think, yeah, he lost some teeth and he had to have facial surgery, surgery on his nose and his mouth, apparently. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it's a bit of a blow to him. I mean, obviously, he'd come out of the tour with uh, with phenomenal form, I would imagine. So uh, hopefully he's going to be okay. It'd be a great race to go watch one year, wouldn't it? Funny you should say that, Townsend, because I am revising my plans for my 50th birthday, which is uh, in two years' time. Because this year's Classic of San Sebastian was actually on my birthday. And so I can go to England, stay in Cornwall at my mum's house, and get the ferry from down south there, I think from Plymouth or Portsmouth, I can get the ferry all the way to Bilbao. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's hardly a ferry. That's, that's <laughs> got to be a boat ride. Yeah, but it's an overnight ferry. Overnight so like, ferry. Yeah, see, cruise. I think of a ferry as like going across the river. But it's a car ferry. <laughs> yeah. So you can actually, you know, take a car with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All well, right. Sounds like a good birthday plan. Um, oh, and happy birthday, too. Oh, thank you Sir so Cheerio. Thank you. So speaking of moving about a bit, um, a lot of a lot of transfers in silly season. I think yep. one of the biggest ones that we kind of knew about in Tour de France was Greipel basically got dropped by Lotto. Yeah. Because um, they were trading in their old, tired German workhorse. Picked up by Fortuneo, is that right? Fortuneo, yeah, which is... Samsic. Uh, Fortuneo is... I get confused with this. Is this the one that Barguil's on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's the that's the Breton. So team. he's going to a pro Conti French team. He is, which means, but he gets a guaranteed tour stop, right? He's okay, Warren Buggy. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. So he, yeah, but he'll be. I guess he said he'll be doing a bunch of different races than he has in the past. Um, Caleb Ooh, Ewan going wait. to Red Lotto in will, his place. Will Will Greipel be doing Trobro Leon? Huh. Very possibly. Yeah, that's true because that's those those French Pro Conti teams mm-hmm. uh, do that race. Well, what almost race all of them. is on the same day as Trobro Leon? Uh, one of the one day classics uh, is it Liège? So yeah, I mean, is it? Maybe. I guess he probably wouldn't do Liège. Um, we've seen Greipel mix it up in the, in the classics. Yeah, so aggressive rider in the classics. He yeah. might be at Trobro uh, bumping elbows with uh, Damien Elbows Godon. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good to watch. Another news. Um, well, wait before well, you jump onto that, Bodie. You alluded to it, and then Matt sort of jumped in. But but the the piece of that puzzle that we didn't know just mm. after the tour was who was going to be coming to Red Lauder to take his place, and it was confirmed this week that it's Caleb Ewan. Oh, we knew that. Well, we it was rumored, but it oh. was not confirmed until okay. this week, and now it's now it's official. What do you guys think about that? Is that a win for Red Lotto? I mean, is that an upgrade? What do you, you know? I mean, yes. I mean, I think I, I would say yes. He's the he's kind of you know he's so he's young, phenomenally talented. He's going to have a great lead out train at, at Red Lotto. I think that's a, I think that's going to be. I mean, it's a good move for him. I mean, it, obviously, it, it's weird because Mitchelton Scott started out with just sprinters. That was they they were just going for stage wins with sprinters and. They've just moved on to GC aspirations now, but uh, keyword I mean, aspirations. Yeah, Ooh, apparently true. it is aspirations, but that's yeah. where all the money's at. Sorry, right? Mitchelton Scott. Yeah, I think it's a good move for him, and I think it's a great pickup for Red Lotto. Um, sorry, you know, Greipel. When I first started watching the tour, uh, my very first tour, Greipel was wearing the. He was still on Lotto, but they were blue back then. Um, and he was the first like sprinter that I came to know, and so I've always had a soft spot for Greipel in my heart. And uh, you know, but uh, that was six years ago, so yeah, it's time to uh, trade in for a younger model. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's had uh, so far great, and his his career is not over. You know, I don't I don't think it's over no, no, it's not stretch. over. But I think in terms of a team, yeah, I think he's going to go. Yeah. Uh, TJ moving over to EF Education First seems pretty natural. Uh, where all, American, where all great, great Americans go, go to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Stereo. Uh, so how many riders from BMC is that that's gone to uh, EF? I mean, well, I mean, how many next great American hopes mm. have gone to? Uh, well, I guess he's following the in the footsteps dream. of Talansky. Yep. Right, Talansky yeah. uh, went to went to uh, EF Education first to uh, retire at the age of twenty seven. I mean, Talansky really was, was moving up to the World Tour and going to Garmin. Um, yeah. It's not like he was somewhere else, right. right? But I mean, I guess you could look at Slipstream as a team in the past that took on, you know, Vandeveld and it took on the for, yeah the uh, the Lance era, um, you know. Hey, we're not going to admit that we're dopers yet. Um, the Lance race clean. Yeah, the Lance era great American rejects. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, see, yeah, seems like a good fit. Um, you know, maybe Teej will figure it out. Every time we talk about Teej, we hope that he figures something out and uh, sticks to the one weeks stage races, which he he did. He did the Tour of Utah, uh, won the prologue, 
and then teached it pretty hard after that. So yeah, and and that's unusual for him. I mean, that that would those those one week American races are the ones where he usually shines. So I hope that is not a well, sign of things to come for for TJ. Well, well just, let's let's be fair there, and maybe is this a transition into uh, talking about uh, Tour of Utah? Sure, but almost everybody teached pretty hard in that race compared to the winner. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sepkus. Um, Rides for Yellow Lotto. Uh, last year he was on Rally. The year before that he was on a an amateur team, domestic something. elite team, Gateway Harley's and Harley Davidson. And the year before that Correct. he was mountain biking. Yeah, yeah. So from Durango, Colorado, dude is like on a, a, a vertical path to stardom, and he that's how he rode. I mean, me and you watched him uh, do the snowboard climb on the way back, and he just. Uh, he just rode away, looked totally under 8K control. 8K to go. Yeah. Uh, EF Education First tried to give him a big old one-two, and he kind of followed some moves and then yeah. followed another counterattack and then realized that they could do nothing. Yeah, Dombrowski looked pretty much like, I'm I'm about to blow. I've got no, I can't do anything with this kid. He's just going to, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the way I would describe it is... You know, he got attacked twice and followed those attacks, and then he never really attacked. He just kept riding at the pace that he was riding at, and nobody else as could. he was marking the attack, and and the guys who were attacking him fell off, and he just, you know, basically put it in in, uh, you know, set it at three hundred and seventy five watts, and just kept at it all the way up the up the mountain. Yeah, a friend of ours, uh, uh, his Strava for that, was it for that climb where he like averaged something like 192 beats a minute or yeah, something ridiculous? Yeah, that was the snowboard, the snowboard uh, KOM on Strava that Dombrowski had and that Sepkus took from him. And yeah, it was 194, I believe his heart rate was for some crazy amount of time. Yeah, like 20 odd minutes or something. 28 right? minutes. 378 yeah. or some, you know, some power. Um you know, and, and and really, the Tour of Utah was kind of dominated by the big team. Sometimes we see a little a pro Conti team or a continental team rider come through. But shout out to Luis Villalobos from Avolo, yeah. yeah. who got best eighth young, overall. Best yeah. young rider, too. Yeah, strong ride. And I guess Keegan Swerble on Jelly Belly uh, beat him and got seventh. Um, I'm thinking that Villalobos uh, benefited tremendously from his mechanic. <laughs> friend of the podcast yeah. Vince G yep. Vince G yep. had him C- set to go congrats no, Vince no mechanical issues yep. on that final uh, day yeah <laughs> look you know behind every great cyclist is a great mechanic that's right I agree absolutely uh, Sepp Cusp maybe the next great American hope hmm. maybe he's going to Volta that's true. They so, said he's going to the Vuelta, which is, what do we think? I mean, is it too soon? Is, well, this is just like Bernal and Tour of California, and then boom, going to a Tour of France. Yeah. Had a great uh, ride. Question is, I actually don't know who's going to go for the Vuelta on Lotto Jumbo. Is Hepkus riding in support, or is he riding as a protector? I don't know. Maybe he's just uh, going for stage wins? or have to imagine that he probably is going in support of someone, either Kreuzweg or, I mean... Is Roglic going? I, I don't. You know, I don't know. Is it two or any of the guys that did the tour going for? I don't know, know. Going for the double there. It'll be. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what their whole uh, Vuelta team is going to be. Um, 
And but, any other? Well, okay. So another another person speaking of the tour, somebody else who carried their form out of the tour was uh, Michal Kwiatkowski. Went to his home tour, tour of Poland, the week after the tour, and uh, took the took the took two stages and the overall in that. So um, and a great opportunity to wear some funny hats on the podium, which uh, which we always like to see. And uh, Adam was it Simon Yates uh, won the last stage on that and almost took the race from him on the on the very last stage, but uh, Kwiatkowski managed to hang on and uh, and keep the lead. So I did not watch that. I'll take your word for it. Uh, the other news related to that is both Yates brothers are going to the Vuelta. So one Yates did the Giro, one Yates did the Tour. Both are doing the Vuelta. So does it? Does it seem like we're getting more riders, GC riders, doing a double Grand Tour? Then I know, like there was it in the in the you know the Le Mans or Merckx. There were eras where they these riders would ride a lot of the Grand Tours, but it seemed that like there was a period where they were focusing on one. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Like so. certainly the Lance era was like Lance would not do more; would only do the Tour, you know, right? Like, um. You know, you got to be glowing just at the right moment. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, Dumoulin has now done two, you know. I mean, Froome obviously did four in a row. Is yeah. it, like, there was that time when, um, who, the Tinkoff guy was offered up money, if you could, was it the triple or was it the double? What was Tinkoff offering? Oh, yeah. Um, he was... He won, it was for the double, I think, wasn't and, it? And that was sort of in response to the, all the big GC riders only doing yeah. one Grand Tour a year. Which is ironic that like Tinkoff's gone now and Froome's done it since yeah. then. You know? He was waiting for Tinkoff to leave. He didn't like him. Yeah. Well. Um, so I just, I don't know. Readers, what do you think? Is, that, is this a new thing that's happening? <laughs> Readers, listeners, viewers, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, so it's going back to, you know... Pro cycling, mm. we didn't leave, but I'm, I'm just segueing. A really, really bad segue. Uh, you have we've written some down the agenda about Annemiek van Vluten's tweet. Yeah, yeah. well, our teammate uh, Elise Bahasa uh, shared on Facebook a tweet that Annemiek put out recently. Uh, I guess they finally got their uh, they got their prize money from the Giro Rosa, which happened last month. Was it a post-dated check? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it was a, apparently a very small check Yeah. Uh, for a 10-day stage race in which the, uh, her team, she and her teammates uh, won six of the 10 stages and were first and third on GC. Yep. Uh, they apparently received, and I may be doing the math wrong here because it's, it's, it's translated first off from uh, Dutch and, and then... I'm not sure about the math, but it looks like each of the 10 riders on the team's share of the winnings from those results were 550-odd euro. Sounding like the... So if you multiply that by 10, the team as a whole for all of those results received 5,500 euros. Yeah, which is shocking really, isn't it? I mean, that's allegedly... The most prestigious race on the women's calendar. The That's, biggest, the biggest women's grand tour. Yeah, longest, longest women's grand tour. Yeah, I mean the sure. only, right? Yeah, the only women's grand tour. Well, well, that depends on how you define grand tour, but it is, it is the, it is the longest and and most prestigious of the women's well, 
Well, uh, it would segue, be really how interesting do you define to a grand tour. Mm. Over a week, ten over ten days. Well, in men's cycling, you define a grand tour as as a three week tour. So Although a, the Vuelta was two weeks for a while, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is the longest race on the women's uh, world tour schedule, right? Right. Uh, but I would be interested to see, and I, I, you know, obviously poor pre- preparation, but I don't have the numbers in front of me. What the uh, the women's t- the over women's tour in Britain, which is, I think, about eight stages, right? That one might be seven or eight stages. Eight be, I, bet, right. I bet the money's higher for that than it is for the Giro Rosa. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, look, believe me, I'm certainly not in any way trying to suggest that there's parity between uh, the payouts in men's and women's cycling, because there clearly is not. But but those numbers from the Giro Rosa are are insultingly low. There there right. it, it it is the it is the case that there are at least decent payouts in some women's cycling events for sure. And and you know some of the USA Crit series, for instance, uh, that have you know equal payouts for for men and women. I mean there there are race promoters and races that are making an effort mm. and, and doing it right. So. Um, that example is not illustrative of all women's cycling events, but that being the preeminent women's stage race on the UCI calendar is insulting. Okay. Well, I just looked up uh, on the uh, telegraph.co.uk. Prize money in the women's tour, the over women's tour of Britain, will equal that in the men's tour of Britain for the first time this year. Title sponsors Ovo Energy have more than doubled the total pot, putting an, ex- an extra 55,000 euros to bring the prize fund to 90,000 euros. So it's exactly the same as what the men will get in... The women this year got exact, exactly the same as the men will get in the, in the tour. All right, so there you go. So the there's UK. an example on the, on, the, on the correct end of the spectrum of, of what needs to be happening. So what that shows us, it, it can happen. Yeah. Um, yep. there, you can make it happen. And, you know, someone... If, I wish that I had the capital to get in early on women's cycling because it's super exciting. I feel like it's 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 blowing More up. Exciting, yeah. It's 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 a great, I mean, opportunity. I mean, like it's a thing you can showcase really well. Um, so, someone- and and look, not to beat a dead horse with this, you know, tweet about the uh, the Giro Rosa payout, but. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Annemiek Van Vluten could have come and done the Lambert Road Championships and Crit Championships this weekend in Jackson, Mississippi, and won more money than she won doing a 10-day stage race in Italy with the UCI. That's I think crazy, that's right? A very, yeah, I think that's, that is a fact. I mean, Debbie Milne came and cleaned up, and I want to say she won more than $600. Absolutely won between preems and race payouts and racing two races, et cetera. Shit. I mean, um, Emily Gass probably won more than $600 over the course of the four-race four, uh, Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series. Yeah, that's very true. So, Anamique, where you at? Bring it down here. <laughs> well, We have some prize money for you. We have equal payouts in the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series, and you can come win yourself $600 for uh, less than the work you put in for your uh, time at the Giro Rosa. Uh, maybe we can put on a stage race and, uh, you know, have the final stage finish atop the Alpe de West Bank. Absolutely. <laughs> and the food's pretty good down here too, Anime. Well, Anime, I, I want you to continue your career in Europe, but 
the invitation is open to come race the punch and beat someone series. Uh, um, uh, w- briefly on that same subject, and also on the crosses coming thing, uh, the Trek Cup is it called? Uh, um, yep. Okay, Trek up Cup. in up in Madison, Wisconsin. No, Waterloo, Waterloo, Wisconsin. Wisconsin close. Yeah, very uh, close. is going to the women's race. Not only is it going to be equal prize money for a cyclocross world cup race right it's the only one i believe that's going to be offering equal prize money and i think they did that last year too they did yep yep but this time the feature headline race is going to be the women's race so they're all about the women's racing and i think that's awesome yeah no they'll they'll be the uh the end rate end of the day race in the world cup i will be there so that means the women will have the extra good light for really awesome photos and i'm pretty excited to be uh snapping pics of that race Mm. I will try to get you all autographs. Um, Please do. Ellen Noble. Um, I'm blanking now. I'll take a wow. Sophie DeBoer over here. Sophie DeBoer. Uh, I'll take a Sonicant. Sonicant, yeah. yeah. You know. Especially, especially, Matt, now mm. that Sophie DeBoer is mm-hmm. riding a Trek Boone. That's right. How about that? Things yeah. are coming up Trek lately. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Wow. A, lot of, a lot of great... Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got an amazing women's lineup, really, if you think about uh, KFC... And then they've got uh, now, yeah. Now they've got Sophie DeBoer, and they've also got uh, Ellen Noble, Noble, Evie Richards. Evie Richards. Yeah, they've got a killer mountain bike team. Um, so, speaking of trek, mm. let's trek our way over to Mississippi. <laughs> oh, nicely oh, yeah. done, sir. <laughs> Nice segue set up there as we were talking about Anamique Van Vluten coming down to the Lambert Road Champs and winning some money, and then Matt destroyed it with Sorry. his talk about Trek, but we're going to, again, we're going to Trek back. Beautiful. Uh, that was beautifully done. <laughs> yeah. Seamless. So, yeah, so this weekend was the Lambra. That's the Louisiana-Mississippi Bicycle Racing Association. Mm. Um, this is our district road and criterium championships, and this year they were hosted both by Bellevue, Racing, a team out of Jackson, Mississippi. Well, Six oh one racing is Sorry. the club. Six oh one racing is a club. Velavite is the team. Um, Bert what is, Massey, what is a Velavite? I don't know. I believe it's a t-shirt company. Uh, Bert Massey, mm-hmm. Mike McGowan, and Robert Lee, uh, I believe, were the, the the main promoters of that race. Mm-hmm. Um, they stepped in and uh, really put on a good show. Townsend, what do you think? I think. In terms of crit venue, awesome. I love a downtown crit. Yeah. It looked to be a really challenging course. I mean, you you actually raced it, so you can yeah. So can confirm. Yeah. First off, I mean, uh, shout out to all those guys. Also, you know, look, Bodie, you and I have talked, and 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 if we could if we could construct a perfect uh, race calendar, uh, we probably would generally tend to want to put the road champs earlier in the season when it's not quite so hot and a little bit closer to all of the other road races but it was really cool to have this sort of condensed and combined you know saturday crit championships sunday road championships i think it i think it helped attendance that way that's yep. one thing to think about yeah it really did i mean you could go knock out both Lambert championships um over one weekend the uh you know jackson was a was a great host uh, city for the event 
Again, as Bodie said, super cool to be racing literally in the shadow of the Mississippi State Capitol building. Uh, literally two. That's right. So not, <laughs> not the, the current Mississippi State Capitol building and then the old Capitol building. We're both the, on course. We're both on the course. And it passed by both of them. It was cool. It was, I would I would say it was uh, kind of a bumpy and rolling course. Hmm. Uh, had uh, had some had a lot of turns. They were pretty wide open turns, but uh, you know it was a, it was an interesting course. It, it was never really any true climbing. The the start finish straight was kind of an uphill drag, about a two block sort of. What about that hill? That hill looked like it killed everybody. That hill was short, little short, punchy hill. Probably I don't know. It wasn't more than you know twenty five feet. Of, of climbing there so but like would, what kind of gradient are we talking about here six percent maybe something mm. like that for so a, i mean like six percent for a half a block that's gonna block. weigh you down over the course of a crit right yeah a no I, I i i watched the races and all the races i mean that that's where is that where it exploded at some point well i don't, I don't know if it ever exploded there what happened was that people just got worn down i mean yeah. it was super hot and then that hot. hill um just just took it out i mean just you couldn't if you had to be unformed to just stay on top of that hill every time yeah Yeah. no it was it was hard um i don't want to get into the specifics of my embarrassing race (laughs) performance Uh, but suffice to say that i set a new five and ten minute power record and just got completely shelled uh it was just it was hard it was fast um well, it was big, so it was hard to stay. You know, it was it, it didn't stay together. Uh, it strung out, and if you just didn't have tremendous power, it was hard to get from the from the back to the group, and and it was really hard to move up. Uh, and I just yo-yoed off the back for a lap and a half, and then finally popped. Well, Townsend, in triathlon terms, you would say you set a personal best, so that's something <laughs> to be proud of, right? That's true, right? <laughs> Um, That's what it's all about. Is it, do they abbreviate Did you that take some PB? selfies? PB? Yeah, you, you did a PB, PB, and did you take some selfies and uh, and mention all your sponsors? I don't have any sponsors. Uh, I never use the uh, rear-facing or the <laughs> forward-facing camera on my cell phone. My uh, selfies folder is empty. Yeah. Um, so no to all of those questions, and um, it well, you, definitely you, you got to work on that. Definitely was not a personal best. Uh, but, but our teammate uh, Taylor had a bit of an incident in that race. He, mm. I saw, I was walking around taking photos, and I noticed at some point, like you said, he was behind you. Taylor, our teammate, won the crit championships last year in yeah. Cat Four. So Taylor had a bad start. He was right in front of me on the line, and when the when the gun went off, I mean, it was just fast super fast right from the gun uh taylor had a hard time clipping into his pedal and uh, i kind of got stuck behind him and by the time we got to the first corner the front end of the group was already going around the second corner it was that strung out it was like you know it was the the classic sharp you know pointed uh line and uh yeah somehow taylor decided it was in his interest to hang on my wheel for about a lap and a half, and then he finally that, that came was a, probably a poor decision on yeah, his part. Well, I guess I don't know if he was saving up energy or if he thought I was the you know, he's a I, bit of a slow burner, isn't yeah. he? He tends to like give himself a challenge, I would say. He does, yeah, yeah. Taylor, stop, stop doing that, stop giving yourself a challenge. 
Um, I think he's got to work on those 15 to 30 second efforts. Uh, I think also, I think he should get speed plays and I think he should come to cross practice and work on his cross starts. You don't need speed plays. Well, he's got about a 600 watt two minute effort that he can do pretty much at will. And that's what he did as he came around me. And he said, he said very cheerily, he said, come on, (laughs) T-Bone, come on Townsend, (laughs) jump on. You know, so I guess he, he, I guess the plan was for him to sit on my wheel for a minute and then for me to hold 600 watts for two minutes (laughs) with him as we bridged up to the field. Yeah. Um, And you didn't do, you didn't do that? I didn't do that. Oh, you see, that's what you should have done. But I saw that yeah. he got a flat, got his free lap, got back in it. Yep. So he mm. was in it, and then got taken out at the start finish line. Um, Going into the, with maybe two laps to go. Yeah, crashed pretty hard. Mm. I uh, saw some pictures. It was that was some gnarly. Pretty I, gross. Actually, it was. I was actually eating at the time, and I I got to see that picture, and it was rather. Yeah, a lot of road rash. He 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 yeah. uh, he took a trip to the ambulance, uh, mainly because uh, he needed to be treated in some sensitive areas. Ooh, oh. And uh, but, did, he didn't want to do that in public. <laughs> Probably good. Dang. He, he, but he, he, he <laughs> Wait, did, not that uh, area. He did suit up, and he did ride the next day. Um, but let's Kudos. give some shout-out to some people who yeah. kicked butt. Um, mm. Our teammate, Emily Gass, got third in the uh, women's open race. Yep. And she got... Wait, am I looking at the road results? The crit. Second, and the, in Lam- second in Lambra because uh, she finished behind Stephanie Smith, is, who won the Lambra uh, crit championships. Uh, Debbie Milne finished in first place in the yeah. race, but she is from Greenville, South Carolina, so wasn't and, eligible and also for the Lambra former, champ. She had stars and stripes on her sleeve. She two, is a f- two former national two champs in that race. Former two time national champs. No, no, no. Form- two different women. Wait, what? Yeah. So, oh, because Stephanie Smith is? No. No. Well... Wait. No, so uh, Rebecca Larson, oh. I think, was is a Masters national champion. Yes. I, I don't know, has Debbie Milne won Pronats? Anyway, Debbie Milne or has Alex won. Nats. Yeah, she's won. I don't know if she's won Masters Nats. Anyway, she's won. I think she's won it multiple times. She's a badass. Just no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Right. And uh, Emily Gass finished third in that race. In that race, um, there was four of them that were together most of the race. Emily Gass with a Debbie Stephanie and Rebecca Larson, and about one lap to go, Emily finally got popped a little bit. Mm. And as the front three were going through the line, Rebecca Larson got a flat tire. Oh! And then so Emily came through, and I mean, I was happened to be right there, and so I said, "She has a flat. Like, get to those front two. Like, get around the woman with flat, because you are going to get a podium now." And I, you know, Emily might have known that. I don't know. I'm not trying to say that I took credit so you for that. To, you helped. To get I, that's on a time. lot. To, that's a lot to try to communicate to somebody as they're <laughs> exactly. going past yeah, you yeah. at 30 I'm, miles I'm an hour. I'm just saying. It, I was there. I observed the incident, and so she came around. Emily right. Gas got third. Um, that woman who got a flat still held it up, and she got fourth. Um, really, really awesome race to watch, actually. And Debbie Millen, every time there was a preem on the line, she rocketed out from that little group like nobody's business. Took the preem, and it's like, okay. Settled, settled back in. Settled back in, got back in the group. Like, so, she never thought she about going off the front solo. She just was like, eh, yeah. just ride this out and take all the money. Fair enough. Uh, how, was, how was the whole field altogether for that race? Size of the field, was it? Uh, but, so there, uh, was, there was 11 women, and yeah. so they had this thing where they were doing equal payout if they got 10 women to sign up, and they had nine and I helped convince two, uh, our, one of our teammates and one of our friends, uh, 
Christina Larson and Taylor Gorman mm. to sign up. Yeah. For extra twenty bucks and I, I will push give, it. I will give you credit for that, Bodie. I heard push you it doing to that. equal. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a bonus three, four, five payout in the women's race. So okay. maybe I don't know exactly. Let's see. No, I guess Taylor Gorman just missed out on that. But you know. I, I was hoping that maybe they would sign up and then say to the other women, like, look, we just boosted your payout. Kick us down, you know, pay for my entry fee into the second race. Right. And uh, call it good. Now, uh, but her, her crush racing teammate got on the podium. Is that right? The Lambert podium. Rachel Smith. Lambert podium. Rachel got Smith. On the Lambert right? podium. Rachel Smith. So, but she lives in Austin now. So she, she does, came over she, for the race. She, she, she still registered this year. Her license is still So Louisiana. her license is still in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. And, uh, but she also won the recent driveway series. She w- did. Women's Cat 3 driveway series, right? Three, four, five. She won yeah. the series. Uh, I just upgraded her to three. Um, so yeah. she said, I spoke with her briefly. So she's kind of coming back into training again. Well, uh, seems to be going fairly well, I would going say. Going really well. So it was, a, it was a really good race. I'm glad that they had a separate, they actually had three women's categories and they were all pretty good turnout. And, Really good racing. So kudos to uh, Bella Beat for doing that and for yeah. all those women for showing up and uh, putting on a good show. All right. So that was that one. What's uh, What else happened on that on the Saturday? Well, I mean, we just want to do a real quick roundup uh, in the men's cap four race. That was the race that I was in. Jared Shore won. Matt Espy in second. Elliot Peterson in third. Uh, and uh, Stephen Anselet in fourth. He was the third place in the Lambra podium because uh, Matt Espy um, didn't have a was one racing on a one day license, so he wasn't eligible for the Lambra champs. Uh, in the uh, men's one two three race, that was actually a really fun race to watch. A lot of action, no real breaks or anything for him. It was one break uh, for a bit. Scott Cuppersmith went off the front. Jack White went off the front. I mean, these guys live in you know live in that area, so it was kind of their hometown race. They had yeah. all the fans out there with big head signs. And wow, there was, there was kind of a heckling contingent on that hill. Yeah, at the, which, and which at that final, cool. also at the at the final turn, the 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 big fast uh, left hand sweep or right hand sweeper onto the uh, start finish straight. Uh, it was at the base of a fairly decent descent, high high speed sweeping right hand corner. A bunch of people down there, kind of heckling and stuff. Um, Michael McBrien, former, or I guess he's still racing for for Palmer Cycling. He lives in Florida. He's been to a few crits, a few road races uh, in the region over mm-hmm. the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, he's racing Lambert for a long time. Yeah. Uh, had had an injury a couple of years ago. Has been coming back. Um, he won the Volta Acadiana crit last year. I got a great photo of that. Yep. Um, but I think this was kind of a really also a he won the crit and this is a big win for him. Um, people were excited to see him do that and uh, he was pretty stoked. He was so yeah. great. I mean, he's 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 a I would call him a crit specialist. He's a little pocket rocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam he was LeBlanc. a Tour de La, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, yeah like he raced Tour de La. Yeah, he's been racing Lambert a lot. Yep. Uh, Sam LeBlanc, second. And uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Bo Dennis, third. Wow. Cat three, but uh, third overall in the 1-2-3 uh, men's. He's been men's. on fire this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he's uh, raising strong. He's about to be a cat two. Um, 
Yeah. So good job, Bo. So the Lambert awesome. podium, because um, uh, Mike McBride is from Florida, the Lambert podium was Sam LeBlanc, Bo Dennis, and Adam Morris in third place for Lambert. So a uh, question about that. What uh, The kit that Sam LeBlanc was wearing uh, during that race. Miller High new, Life. Yeah, they're a new sponsor for uh, 4D Racing. So I got a little inside scoop from Sam. I asked him at the the start line, and I said, "Those are those are cool kits, but like, what's what's the deal?" And he's like, "Ah, it's just kind of a fun kit." Um, they, on the back it says Clark's Beverage Company. I forgot who someone is friends or is family with a distributor. Ah, uh, okay. And they have the rights to Miller High Life and a bunch of other beer labels, so they could put it on the jersey, no problem. So nice. Sam and Lance Abshire both racing in the. Uh Miller High Life. Yeah, and Nader. Oh, Nader didn't have it. No, Nader didn't uh, have it. I think it was. So, I think it was just those two that that, that had it on. So they were uh, popping the champagne of beers on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool kids. Uh, okay, but that's all great and everything. But I want to hear about the mountain bike crit. I think I took a little nap during that. <laughs> it was a hot day, and I was running around. So I, I used this opportunity to go get some food from the food truck. Yeah, I was. Sit I was down uh, and relax. Had a little uh, chicken pita uh, while that was going on. Uh, it was interesting. I mean, I, I, you know, seemed seemed a little bit unnecessary. But there's a big mountain biking community up there. Yeah, and I think they were looking to to attract uh, some people to to come out. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was what twenty minutes long, something like that. Yeah, I mean, look. We, I, we, I we have our fixed gear crit races. They have their mountain bike races. Mm. You know, throw in a little, throw in a little wild card. That's yeah. cool. That's fun. Yeah. What, um, do, do you see any good? What tires were they running? Were they running slicks? There was one guy who had slick tires on, and everybody was bagging on him. And then one guy was not. Jason Shear did not have suspension, and everybody was bagging on him because oh. you're supposed to have suspension in the mountain bike, like full suspension or just front. Front, I think. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, they need to sort the rules out for that. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but so the next day was a road race. Both you and I left. Um, we decided to do a group ride and then we skipped the road race. It's a little harder to take photos. Um, I just, you know, it was easier to just do the crit and then just kind of go home. So, but so we had some good results once again, big uh, news, big news. I mean, our teammate, Emily gas, Lambra, Road champion. Yeah. Boom. So the word on the street is that she just barely got out sprinted by Debbie Milne. Right. So she almost won that race overall. Debbie Milne won it. But of course, again, as we said with the the crit, she's not from Lambra. So she wasn't eligible for the Lambra champs. But Emily did beat Stephanie Smith on the road. Yep. Uh, It was, they were... I mean, it looked like a pretty close sprint. Debbie probably had like a couple of bike lengths on, a few bike lengths on them, but, uh, and it was very close between her and Stephanie, right? I looked at the picture, like, looked like that was the picture coming across the line. I think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't see yeah. too many photos. So that but may have been, maybe the first time Emily's beat her in competition. I think so. And I that's, so. Uh, that's awesome. That's Congratulations. A huge achievement. Uh, Daniel Swan. Yeah. Three Lambert champion. Congrats, Daniel Swan. Yep. Fellow Brit just cut it up recently to threes, right? He's riding super strong. Yeah, um, he's got a hell of an engine on him. So congrats. You know there were there were a few cat threes ahead of him out of state, um, but I think he finished. Let's see, he finished. But I mean, he was in the one two three race, and he finished eighth, eighth overall, top ten overall in the in the one two three race. Third and cat three, 
Yeah. It sounded like he played it smart and kept an eye on all the other eligible Cat threes uh, to make to make sure he. Yeah, he the, 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 the Cat three that won Eric Nelson. <clears throat> it's about time to call him a sandbagger because <laughs> he's got the points. He's in Alabama, so he's not in my jurisdiction. Uh, you can't cat him up. I can't. I mean, maybe I could, but I'm. I mean, I'm not going to do that. It's not my job. Um, but Eric well, Nelson, I think it's time to cat up to two, buddy. Also, a big shout out, and we'll get back to another team shout out. But a big shout out overall to Jack White, who's the yeah. cat one two uh, cat one two uh, Lamberchamp. Awesome, yeah. Jack White just came off a week of racing in Belgium or four weeks in Belgium. Yeah, flew back, mm. um, put on a show in the crit. And then came out and won the road championships. So I read his uh, race recap on Facebook. I don't know if you read that, Bodie, but apparently he went out almost from the gun on lap one. He went out, got himself into a solo break, stayed away for uh, nuts, a couple laps. Uh, then on the uh, beginning of the third lap, halfway through the race, uh, his teammate Scott Coppersmith and Peter Reed. Uh, bridged up to him yeah maybe one other i think there was maybe a group of four and uh it sounds like uh you know scott did a lot of work to uh help him out that break worked together and they stayed away and it sounds like it came down to essentially a, a heads-up sprint between jack and peter reed and jack had played it well and saved himself uh, with scott's help for those last two laps and was able to out sprint Peter Reed. Peter Reed also great Facebook post mm. uh, congratulating Jack and saying, you know, hey, would have been nice to finish on the top step, but if I had to get beat today, uh, and I did get beat by the better racer, kudos to, to Jack White. So that's awesome to see. What's Jack? Nineteen years old? Eighteen? Yeah. yeah, he's young. I mean, it's what's cool is that uh, half Peter Reed's age, uh, less than half Peter Reed's age. Right? Jack and Peter are both in the final sprint at Feliciana. Yeah, and Peter got Feliciana, and I got that great shot. Yeah, Jack banging his bars. Yeah, and then yeah. and then this year, uh, this race, Jack gets him, and I think uh, Kirk Geisinger, uh, great photos, got a shot of Jack coming across, pretty stoked, and yeah. a, you know defeated Peter Reed. So it's cool when you see those storylines continue through the season. Um, well, I, I think you know for both of those guys, it's been a really great season, hasn't it? I mean, it's just been uh, it has really really good to watch both of them. Great race for our teammate, Nigel Long, finishing in fifth place in the Cat Fives. It's yeah. a great result for Nigel. Yeah, Nigel's uh, been uh, putting in that, the work. He's got that new bike. He's got that new Cannondale. And he's putting in the work, and he's getting fast. He's gone campy. He does. Yeah, he's gone, he's gone campy, so obviously campy is faster. Uh, Jason Cash finishing in the money in the men's four race. Nice. Yeah, cash me outside, uh, getting it done. <laughs> getting got, paid. Said he almost got dropped, but uh, came back and uh, sprinted it out pretty hard. So uh, managed, managed to get that uh, ring for his triple. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so had, he managed to get a ride up there, I guess. Uh, he was a bit worried at one point, I think, uh, that he was going to get there. But, so, uh, yeah, so so it looked like it was a really good event, uh, big fields. Uh, so, once again, uh, thanks, everybody in Lambra who came out and supported the event. Thanks for the race promoters. Thanks for the officials, volunteers, everybody. Like, this is local racing. You got to love it. Um, but we did notice a few things. Mm. Before we leave oh. the road tramps, champs, not Road tramps. tramps. <laughs> Before we tramp along Freudian on this road. There. Um. We did notice that the podium mm. was wrong. Yes. Backwards. Backwards. Because there is an order 
to the podium steps. There is. Townsend, would you like to explain that order? Well, so everybody knows that uh, first place goes in the middle. First place goes in the middle. Yes. But where it all falls apart is where to put second place. Yep. Mm. Second place goes on the right. Okay. And the Who's right? Goes on the racer's right. The racer's right. Okay. Second place goes on first place's right-hand side. That's right. So not as you're looking at it and taking pictures of it, but as you are standing on the podium, if you are in first place, the second place rider should be to your right. Yes. Yep. And third place to your left. Correct. Third place to your left. Uh, I can give you a little handy mnemonic to remember this if you want. Okay. They say uh, God the Creator, right? Mm. God the Father. Okay. Okay. if you uh, have any experience with the uh, church growing up as a kid, or maybe you're still going to church, you know you know that you know that Jesus mm. is seated at the right hand of the Father. I say that in yeah, the scriptures. He's right hand man. This is right hand man. Right hand man. There you go. There you go. Right. So Jesus, Alexander Hamilton, in the Holy Trinity, as as we to as, Washington, you're the Hamilton. Okay, now we're talking about two different things. <laughs> <laughs> but as we as we think about the Holy Trinity. God is obviously in first place, right? He's the winner. Yeah. Top step of the podium. God wins. God's always a winner. God wins. (laughs) Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Yes. Jesus of the Holy Trinity, definitely in second place, right? Yep. Yep. Holy Spirit, I mean, nothing against the Holy Spirit. But third. But he's in third. Third. To the left. To the left. Okay, so just remember that, guys, when you're setting up the podium, what would Jesus do? (laughs) He would be at the right hand. (laughs) He would be at the right hand. Of the Father, Jesus would get second, right? Yeah, because he's that kind of guy. He's like God. Right. You should win. He gets second. Right. Holy Spirit gets third. Now, if you have to do a wide-angle podium, we no. advise against them. But, but it, I don't think we even need to go there. But right. if you have to do a wide-angle podium, yes. Uh-huh. Where does four go? Next Here's, to second. There you go. Well, even side. Second yes, and fourth. Exactly. That, third and fifth. Even numbers on the right. But guys, if I could. I think the example that I just provided with mm. the Holy Trinity yes. should be evidence enough, case closed, that there is no <laughs> wide-angle podium. It's a Holy Trinity. No, you don't there's, have no, a... there's no saints in fourth and fifth. It's just God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. There is no Judas over in seventh. Well, right, I'll tell you right. what is not holy, a pentagon. <laughs> yeah. Pentagon is not holy in any way, shape, or form. That's, that's unholy. So let's keep it. To th- you know what else there's not in the, in the Holy Trinity? There's no podium bikes. No. Yeah, there's no God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and then their bikes in front of them. <laughs> it's just it's just those dudes up there. Oh my or, god. Or, 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 or those Wait, spirits. What would Jesus ride? <laughs> if he <laughs> a, a bamboo bike. <laughs> really? Jesus, yeah, it's uh, natural. He would. He's carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would he would definitely uh, there would <laughs> definitely be some Campy Shram or Samano. Oh, Campy. Yeah. Yeah. He's Italian. Campy. Yeah. yeah, he's Italian. He's, Jesus, he's, he's from the he's, he's from the Mediterranean. He's, he's from the Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be campy. Yeah, it's got to be campy. Okay. Yeah. Now, what do you <laughs> what do you have a triple? Oh wow! Well, uh, single speed. Holy, single speed. The Holy Trinity. God would have the triple. They all ride triples. Yeah. They all ride triples. Okay. Okay. You know, here here's a kind of a segue. Um, but and, 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 and you know, apologies to everybody out there that is offended by this. Oh, I, I don't can't even be offended by this. I'm getting yeah. spiritual. Yeah. All right. We're looking for divine inspiration okay, on how so. to set up your podium. And speaking of podiums, yes. and this is a great segue, UCI, and we discussed this, talked about new rules and regulations for this year and rules coming up. And one of those rules now is official mm-hmm. no podium bikes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, no podium bikes on the scene or in front of the scene. I, I, I love this, like, the si- this idea of the scene. It's, that, that sounds the like... Mise a, the mise en place. The mise en place, yeah. I know it's podium. So, that as well sounds like the scene. I mean, where is the scene? And, like, how far away do you have to be to not be in the scene? Basically, is that, like, you can't put your bike... Shot? Yeah, that's what the scene is. Okay. Like, get your bike... Yeah, no podium bikes. All right. So, that's one of the rules... A lot of us aren't racing UCI races. A lot of us aren't going to UC, get to be on a UCI podium. No. So it really doesn't affect us. But, you know, well, rules wait, wait, trickle wait. down. But buddy, I mean, we're, we're going to be enforcing those UCI rules at, Guys, at, at all cyclocross races that, you, that we promote. Sure. Well, yeah. and oh, also, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just want to say, I, there's no way my bike could be in the scene because it has a UCI sticker on it. Yeah, but you also have 38 mil tires, so that completely destroys nope. its its UCI compliance. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, so, cross is coming. Yeah, practices start, uh, women's practice starts this Wednesday, and uh, the open practice starts this Thursday. A mm. um, couple weeks away is the cyclocross clinic in Ridgeland uh, with Jonathan Page. Yeah, the first Thursday night uh, cross series race that Rolando Roman is putting on through the Mississippi Cyclocross Project. Yeah, good just, stuff. So just to remind people, the Thursday night is going to be a race. The Friday, September seventh, no sixth, September sixth, Thursday, September sixth, the first of a four race weeknight cross series at the Ridgeland Trails. Yep. So that's the Thursday night. The Friday night is going to be a Q and A session. With Jonathan Page. Mr. Jonathan Page, four-time national CX champion. Moderated Hello. by the Yeah, You Ride podcast. Yes. Moderated, moderated by these <laughs> goofballs. And just real quick, guys, just, and, and we'll see if anybody's listening here. This is your chance to get let us know what you want to hear mm. us talk about with Jonathan Page. Because obviously we're going to come up with you know, some sort of agenda, but we are definitely seeking input. I mean, we want this to be a true community experience. I mean, people there will have an opportunity, I'm sure, to, to ask questions, but not everybody's going to be able to be there. Right. We're going we're gonna to live stream this or record this at least oh, somehow. Did we just commit to that? No, no, no. I'm no, sorry. I Rolando I, is talking about live streaming on Facebook. Okay. And it, then hopefully... I don't know if that's, you know, it would be very nice if we can also record it as well. Yeah, for, I think we should. For yeah. posterity. So, so if, you're, if, you're, if you are wondering, John Page, how do you feel about podium bikes? John Page, are hand-ups a crime? Mm. Mm-hmm. You should send us a message. You should send us an email, yeahyourride at gmail.com. Or, you know, you know us on Facebook. Send us a message. Um, we want to hear it. And yeah. just to remind listeners who Jonathan Page is, he is multi- U.S. national cyclocross champion. He is also the only American man to stand on a world championship podium for cyclocross. Yeah, so this this guy, he knows what he's talking about. You're going to get some amazing skills at the clinic that then happens on Saturdays. There are two sessions, a morning and afternoon. Um, I know that my girlfriend was the first person to sign up, Emily Bissett, so... Everybody else gets signed up. Like, nice. This is, this is this is a real deal. Holyfield CX Clinic. Um, so you should go. Yeah, you should do it. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll be there for the whole I think three days. Yeah, also going to be try hit. and yeah. plan a gravel ride on that Friday. Absolutely. So if you're into Ooh. the four day long weekend, Thursday race, Friday gravel ride, Q and A, Saturday clinic, go home on Sunday, like commit. It's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah. and guys, I got a uh, text message today from friend of the podcast, uh, Adam Abramowitz of Kind Human Bicycles, and yeah. it looks like I am. Likely to have a uh, kind human, kind human kudu cyclocross bike within about a week, week and a half. Nice. All right, fantastic. So, so it should be ready you, to go. What are you going to do for Thursday? Uh, this Thursday, I'm going to be in uh, California riding my bike in the mountains oh. of Southern California. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So okay. hopefully next Thursday, I'll have my new bike. All right. Mm. See you at practice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I guess we, we I think that's a wrap mm. pretty much a wrap um, you know I did want to say that in years past or last year or I guess I'm trying to figure out what do we want to do this Thursday and do people want to just go straight to hot laps or is there anybody out there who wants to work on their skills because I really do feel that you can be a lot faster without gaining any fitness by learning how to ride your bike properly. And by that, I mean dismounting, remounting, yes. going around corners and yep. getting over barriers. I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of skills. Uh, I like that peanut drill, for instance, you know, the peanut drill. Yeah. I remember the peanut drill. I like, I like the, the peanut pe- drill. Uh, I like working on dismounts, remounts. I like working on barriers, getting fast uh, just, on barriers. Just remember Townsend that some, uh, some riders out there are, uh, have nut allergies. Yeah. So for those, you know, you could do a, um, a non-peanut drill. Peanut-free drill. <laughs> peanut-free drill. Yeah. Uh, it's not manufactured even in a facility that, that uh, does, not even does like, peanut you know, drills. Nobody's been anywhere near yeah. peanuts. Yeah. Gluten, so gluten-free. Just, you might have to do that in a separate area to yeah. the peanut drill. Uh, just want to just wanna put that out there. Appreciate that, Matt. You're yeah. always looking out for folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I absolutely, yeah, I concur completely. I think remounts and dismounts are a huge thing. People lose masses of amounts of time, uh, yard sailing <laughs> into, 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 uh, remounts and dismounts that we, I think we were all, I think very privileged to attend, uh, the cyclocross clinic that, um, that was put on in Lafayette several years ago. And really got to get over that stutter step, stutter step uh, with the remounts, uh, and I think that's a big deal. I think I think you know repetition, repetition, repetition on those things to nail that stuff down, and then cornering is a big deal too. Yeah, I mean, but the, you know, Bodie, the the problem, of course, is we've seen over the last number of years is everybody gets there and then everybody just wants to, you know, start riding laps. You know, people don't have the patience to put the put in the work. So, um, yeah, I mean, we should take a poll. We should ask and and see, and then we just if we're going to do it, we just need to commit to doing it for a half an hour uh, every every week before practice before the hot lap starts. Yeah, so. maybe do a different drill each week or something. You yeah, know. we tried that in the yeah. past. It's worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, right. I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, I actually was going to bring up uh, the, the Facebook question that I posed earlier this week, mm. but I feel like I, I will just won't get into that this episode, uh, which got a lot of good feedback. I've been thinking about buying a new road bike 
and I wonder oh. at this point, should I go road disc? And yeah. I just saw today the specialized LA sprint disc. Oh, they just and release I it today? Gotta say, that is a very attractive new bike option. Is that an, an aluminum frame? Aluminium. Yes. So it's not carbon, it's, it's aluminum. Nice. It's good. But I mean, yeah. Could be a really good crit bike. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, it seems to be. Well, speaking of which, friend of the podcast, uh, Thomas Gibbons, who just wide angle podiumed the heck out of, uh, of Amateur Nats, uh, was riding his bright pink alley. Uh, so he was, riding, he was riding that frame set at, at Nats. Um, and also, I just want to say out to Thomas, uh, just found out today, um, had a terrible, um, actually a, a very unfortunate occurrence. Uh, his, uh, his Volvo died today. Uh, it set on fire at a rest stop. And, uh, wow. So, uh, you know, um, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Going out. Indeed. Townsend, you're probably hitting, that probably hits you in the feels too. Kind of, but his pro his Probably wasn't a 2016 Volvo, was it? No, I think yours is a, a Chinese Volvo. His was a uh, an American Volvo. Uh, I think mine's a Swedish Volvo. <laughs> no, but they're owned by the Chinese. I don't know but, what that means. Yeah. Um, so, okay, well, guys, uh, let's let's wrap up this episode so we can uh, so I can get to editing it and it won't be too long. So, all right, want to well, sign us out? Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, hmm. This is the T-Bone saying, I don't take beer hand-ups, but I'll take burgers, tacos, and pizza. And this is a Cheerio saying, uh, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Cross is here now, and I'm all about Cross, and I'm riding my Cross bike. And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, uh, please email us any questions, comments, or concerns at yayuride at gmail.com. And before I leave, I want to leave you with one Last thought, can you imagine if you were racing your cross bike and for some reason your saddle broke off and you didn't know it and then you went to remount? <laughs>